Welcome to Third Republic's Women in Tech podcast. As part of the series, we'll be interviewing community leaders, experienced professionals and influential individuals around their experiences of pursuing a career in tech, as well as addressing what businesses and communities can do to encourage more women into the technology industry and informing the community by promoting awareness and creating more opportunities. We believe that most businesses understand that having a diverse workforce and leadership team that reflects its customer base will be more successful in delivering new and innovative products and solutions. And with the help of our inspirational speakers taking part in the Women in Tech podcast, we hope to play a part in making technology a more attractive and inclusive working environment for all. In this episode, we sit down with Saskia Menk, Software engineer at Dr. Lib. Could you tell us about how you got into your career in tech, where it started? Um, yeah, so that was around two years ago. Um, so I actually don't have a, a tech background, I have a business background. Um, and at that time, um, I was very much into what I was doing. I was about to start actually an internship at the Inter American Development Bank. So I was very much into like finance and using that for. Um, for development. I loved what I was doing, but when I was like about to sort of start that internship, I also realized I don't really like the the job description itself as in like the task I would do. And I was always interested in like analytics and data science. I was working a little bit in data analytics besides my studies. Um, so I was always interested in that. And just presented itself the opportunity that um, I could do a boot camp um, during that time. And I was like, oh, that's a great opportunity to like really learn some hard skills that you, to be honest, don't really learn in business. So my, my initial thought was just, great, I'm going to do something where I learned some hard skills. Maybe that's, for me, a, a small step into sort of getting into data analytics a bit more. Yeah. And wanted to explore the field because um, it sounded exciting. Um, I wasn't actually at all planning on becoming a software engineer. Um, but then being in the boot camp, I really enjoyed it. I was quite surprised myself. Um, and after a while, I realized I wasn't doing too bad either. So I, I was thinking afterwards, like, why not just give it a try? I started my first job as a software engineer and I, I've in, been enjoying it That's for it. years. <laughs> how I got randomly into it. Never looked back since. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think, or oh, sorry, why do you think there is such a disparity between gender within tech? I honestly think it's probably not just the gender, but overall diversity, because in my opinion, there's a pretty big stereotype about um tech or especially development um when i look back and and how i saw it myself before it's always like the stereotype of men white men um who sort of sit in a corner maybe in a basement uh, don't (laughs) talk to anyone just with their computer yeah Uh, i know that's a big stereotype but i think and talking to other people i know that stereotype still prevails Mm -hmm. and a lot of people think like that and it's not really i think appealing at the same time, it's not true at all in my experience. Um, but I think one, it's a stereotype that's not really appealing. Nobody really is really doing anything about it. And there's just not much access to it. Like I remember from myself, like during school, for instance, mm. um, coding or, or IT in general was just never really something that was opened up so much to us. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't even a thing to... Exactly. Like we, I didn't even know what coding meant. I didn't, I, you know, it was nothing that we were ever really taught in school. We were taught how to build a website, but you know, that was very, very basic stuff that we we would learn. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. In my in my school, we didn't even have that. I mean, there was a like an IT course, but it was just very few people did it, and nobody was really interested in that um, on yeah. a global scale. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I was also missing really like the the entry point to it, like people allowing the access to it. Like I know there was a lot of introduction to uh, maybe biology or like politics or all sorts of fields, but IT was never really one of them. Mm. Um, and I feel like it's a mix of those, like a stereotype that's not really reflecting reality, that's not very appealing, mm -hmm. plus not much access to it from an early stage onward. And I think that sort of drags through um, until now, like just because there hasn't been much access to it. Um, a lot of people haven't chosen to go into that direction. And yeah. that's where we are now. Yeah, no, definitely. So do you think then having that been the way it has been in our experiences growing up and then into the careers that we're, you're in now. Um, what do you think businesses and their communities can do to encourage more women into a tech career and really like drive that kind of female mm -hmm. force? I think it's exactly what I said before, kind of like tackling that. So one, starting early, starting in school. Mm -hmm. making it more accessible for for women but also all sorts of um people diversity mm -hmm. um so not just about gender for me um it's definitely tackling the stereotype because i think that still prevails like if i look around in my um sort of social circle that who isn't working in tech that stereotype still exists it still exists in my head a little bit too mm -hmm. um again it's not very appealing to most of them um so just tackling that because honestly it's it's not representing reality and then also, I think you need to, especially when we talk about women, at least what I was missing, uh, is relatable role models. You need yeah. to make that more accessible, as I said, but then also sort of have those role models present that you can sort of orient yourself towards and say, that's what I want to become. That's also tackling the stereotype, right? Because if there's yeah. a role model that you see um, and look up to, uh, maybe that's something you want to do. Yeah, female mentors that are you know kind of like maybe at the height of their career or they've they're currently doing it and they're really like pushing through everything they're the sort of people that we want we should be encouraging to try and also come into schools as you say and like do talks on them and like open up young girls minds to the idea that actually they can do this like you don't have to if you if you work in tech it doesn't necessarily as well mean that um you're gonna you know be stuck sat in some as you say like basement in like downstairs in a dark room and not really doing anything you like you can work for some really cool companies and be in tech as well you could do you can have both of your passions you know if you're um into fashion or something like that and you want to work for a really top fashion brand you still can it's just that it's i just don't think it's exposed enough to young people at all um boys as well I think the point I was um, I want to make is just really like opening that sort of black box because mm -hmm. um, yeah it's, it's a stereotype but it's also a black box for a lot of people like tech and coding sort of like oh such a different world that I have no touch points with at all mm -hmm. uh, a lot of my friends think like that who aren't in te into tech yeah um, I used to think that too um, <laughs> but like and that's I think why a lot of people don't really deal with it at all and like think about and maybe think about a career in it because it seems so far away and so yeah yeah such a black box and it, it really isn't like you yeah. have in your in your daily life especially now that everything becomes more digital and more tacky um you have so many touch points with it 
So it's for me, it's, yeah, it's tackling the stereotype and really sort of opening up that black box and make it more uh, easily understandable, easily relatable for all yeah. sorts of people. Yeah, and I guess as well, like not intimidating to yeah, people, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. you know, using um, tech jargon, for example, it doesn't have to be scary. It's just something that you don't necessarily understand, but you can learn it. It's, I exactly. think, yeah, it's definitely not it's to make sure people aren't afraid to, to try as well. Um, yeah, so on that basis, like what do you think, what initiatives could businesses implement in order to attract and more importantly, retain women in their tech teams? So specifically regarding women and sort of gender diversity, I think it starts very simple mm -hmm. with um, using gender neutral language in your job descriptions. And that yeah. does not only apply to the title. Like it's not just enough to say like software engineer, male, female, diverse. Like that's yeah, not totally. where it ends. Mm -hmm. um, so not an end. Um, yeah. Have specific recruiting initiatives explicitly for women, meaning specifically going out there, talking to women, um, making it more sort of open up for for women. Really sort of dig into that. But then also like to in order to like sort of retain women it doesn't really stop at recruiting right it's also think long term like what is your strategy um do you have let's say for like maybe family plans or pregnancy because honestly obviously that is an issue mm -hmm. um, like do you have any sort of flexible working schemes do you like how do you deal with that at your company and that's just not, that's obviously not just for tech that's for your entire organization right but then also like in everyday life, like you, you need to, you need to have a management that lives it, that lives gender equality. Again, like gender neutral language everywhere in every sort of document and every sort of um, speech and talk and communication that you have. It starts with unconscious bias training. It starts with management that's diverse. I think if you have um, a complete white straight male management, maybe that's something you need to think about. And also of course you need sponsors in your company um, that sort of take up your role or, or speak to, for you if you're not in the room, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think you really need to sort of live it everywhere and you really need to ask yourself also, why are you doing that? Why is it a topic for you? Just yeah. doing mm -hmm. it for the, the quota or to look good, that's just not enough. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to, yeah, you really need to dig into why is it that we want gender diversity? Um, and if you know really truly why, I think there are a lot of um, consequences that come from it. Um, and a lot of yeah, measurements that you take within your company. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the people at the top need to be invested into it and they need to buy into it just as much as everyone else, the people that they're hiring. And yeah, it, go, it filters down, doesn't it, from the top down to okay. the rest of the team. So You mentioned earlier about boot, the boot camp that you did. So how does, how do boot camps like um, Lee Wagon or Lay Wagon with my bad accent, um, support diversity in tech. Like, how do they? How did they support support you as well? So I think they tickle, tackle one of the biggest issues that I mentioned before that you don't really have um, that early access. Or for me, it wasn't there, and mm -hmm. they give you a, an opportunity to have sort of a structured, easy access into the tech world. Mm -hmm. um, also later on, like for me, I mean, I did it after I studied business for six years. And there are a lot of people who've been who had entirely different careers yeah. and they really give you the opportunity at no matter no matter what point in your life you're at you can still go into tech it's never too late a lot of people think that oh i should have started coding when i was a child back in my parents house 
-hmm. No, like you can still do it. Um, and I think boot camps are a great way for that. As I said, they give you a structured access as well, because oftentimes, obviously, you're overwhelmed. Like, where do I even start? Um, they give you that. Um, and then, obviously, also, sort of, most people have already a diverse background. Like, there are people from all sorts of different fields that have different uh, different experiences. And obviously, when they then go into tech, they bring that to mm -hmm. their network as well. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously not just about gender equality or gender diversity, um, but also all sorts of diversity and different experiences. Yeah, no, definitely. Personally speaking, then, what do you think have been some of the key challenges that you face when pursuing your own career in software engineering? Um, I think the biggest one is dealing with imposter syndrome, <laughs> as most people probably know. Yeah, it, I've had a lot of people say things like this, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's very common. Yeah, I think it is very common and it never really goes away. It's really about sort of dealing with it rather than getting yeah. rid of it. But that was definitely my, my biggest in the beginning. Um, also, coming from a completely different background, for me, it was sort of building a social circle in tech as well. Because honestly, like you do want to talk to your friends as well, maybe about your job, maybe issues that you have with your job. And if you don't really have anyone besides your colleagues, especially when you just start, that mm -hmm. does the same thing as you, yeah. I think sometimes that can be challenging too. So I think for me, it was really important to sort of get that social circle in tech that I can talk to as well. Yeah. Uh, but then also what I mentioned earlier is really having like female relatable role models. And that's not just um, a woman who's like a CTO at some amazing company, mm -hmm. but like a relatable one. Like when you start, like, is there somebody that you can really orientate yourself towards now? Not just somebody like, oh, maybe in 10 years time, that's something where I can get to. But how do I get there? What are the next steps for me? Yeah. So really sort of at every level and every relatable level have female role models. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I, yeah, it's a really key thing that there should, there should, it's a shame there's not as, the, well, I'm, there's plenty out there, I'm sure, but I think there just needs to be more um, noise made about it, maybe. Yeah, or, yeah. Not, not just other people as well, but as you say, like, um, people like yourselves, you know, you, you don't necessarily have like a huge long tech background compared to maybe other people in your field but doesn't mean to say that you wouldn't also benefit from having a mentor and even they could be mentored by younger people as well and vice versa um i think it's everyone can learn something from everyone it doesn't exactly. matter if you're if you've been working in the industry for 50 years oh i don't need a mentor if anything actually you could have someone that's younger who's just finished their education um within tech for example whatever field it might be like software engineering and learn from them and i think that could be really beneficial too um, totally, yeah. yeah what would you say could you name your top three favorite things about working as a software engineer <laughs> <laughs> i think that's also pretty um cliche probably but it's it is always challenging you always, always learn because tech is evolving so quickly. So you never sort of get to that point where you're like, I know it all now. Yeah. Um, and that just keeps being exciting. Um, so definitely that, but also it's really the people. Mm -hmm. um, and that I think speak against, um, speaks against that stereotype. Um, I really do enjoy working in, in tech in terms of the environment that you have and the people that you have. Mm -hmm. um, it is challenging and it is we were pushing each other but at the same time it's also very relaxed and cool and chill and yeah uh, everybody's super open super friendly um no matter where i've been like 
there's always somebody you can talk to, always somebody who's willing to help you out. Um, there's not that like elbow fighting kind of culture that you have in other jobs or industries. So I really, really um, appreciate that. Actually, that's quite a good point um, that you mentioned about it's, it can be like quite chilled and relaxed sort of thing. And I, I do think that there's a bit of a stereotype um, with tech that it's really kind of, I mean, this is just maybe me thinking it, but that I've heard other people say is it's really high pressured and it's really, really fast paced and it's, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes with it. And that that's the case for a lot of jobs, if not all jobs at one stage or another. Um, but and the, as, as you say, there is that part of maybe there's some time where you get to kind of relax and be like, oh, yeah, I've got this, this and this on today. And, you know, you kind of it's not so chaotic and whatever, as people, I think, maybe have this impression that it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's quite an interesting point, actually. I mean, it is and it can be um, a lot and high pressure, but yeah. it's always on a level that you can deal with it. Like, I've, mm -hmm. at least in my experience, and maybe that also comes from me working in startups or as compared to yeah. <laughs> maybe it's different there, I can't speak yeah. to that. Um, but in my experience, even when it was um, pressure and you need to get things done, um, it was still, still everybody was working together, giving each other support and then afterwards be like, okay, Let's have a moment to breathe. Um, mm -hmm. And overall, just a very non-pressury, non-pushy way of working together. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so my final question <laughs> is, what would you say is the best piece of advice you've ever received in your career? Um, I think it's two things. One, um, especially regarding tech, it's everybody has imposter syndrome. <laughs> uh, it's not really advice per se, but it's more like relaxing to know. Yeah. It's not just you, like everybody has it their own way, um, no matter what level. Yeah. Uh, that's just a bit of reassuring. Um, mm -hmm. But then also I think what really got me also to the point where I'm right now mm -hmm. is that you can always create your own path and you should. Like there's not just existing career path that you need to follow and like certain steps that you need to do. You mm -hmm. can always invent yourself and sort of create your own path. Yeah. Um, and that I think has also led me to to get into coding rather than continue in, in the business field, really. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for um, answering all those questions. I think it's a really good insight into women in tech, but also within your personal career as well and like how you've got to where you are.